Welcome everyone to the 1001 History Challenge. This is your host, John Hagedorn, and this is the podcast where we take a famous quote or phrase from history or pop culture and give you most of the story behind it, minus a name and detail or two. Then we provide the rest of the story and the person or event that inspired it at the end. It's fun, fast, and always interesting. If you're a history, movie, or music buff, you'll do pretty well in this. And like all our 1001 podcasts, we'll keep it family-friendly. That's our promise. Today's 1001 history challenge phrase is, Damn the torpedoes! Full speed ahead! The man who gave us this famous quote, who was given the birth name James, was born in Tennessee to a Scotch-Irish mother and Mallorcan father, who served as a U.S. naval lieutenant during the American Revolution. James was no stranger to the water, having been taken by his parents at the age of four on a 1,700-mile guided flatboat trip downriver to his father's new command post in New Orleans, where his mother died a few years later, prompting his father to place him in the good hands of Captain David Porter of the U.S. Navy, who adopted him, changed his first name, and trained him in the ways of the U.S. Navy putting him to work at a young age on the frigate Essex in the War of 1812. The Essex captured so many British whaling vessels that our young hero, then age 12, was put in charge of one of the prize ships. Talk about an adventurous life! By the age of 20, he was already an accomplished ship's officer. In 1823, he served under Porter in a squadron that suppressed pirates in the Caribbean. He was given his first independent command in 1824, at the age of 24. When the Civil War came to America in 1861, our hero was assigned to command the Union Blockading Squadron in the western Gulf of Mexico with orders to enter the Mississippi River and capture New Orleans, a port through which the South was receiving much of its war supplies from abroad. Although the War Department had recommended that he first reduce the two forts that lay some distance downstream of the city by mortar fire, he successfully carried out his own bolder plan of running past them with guns blazing in the dark. That took place on April 24, 1862. His naval force then destroyed most of the Confederate River Squadron that was stationed just upstream of the forts. Troops from Union transports could then land almost under this now Rear Admiral's protecting batteries, resulting in the surrender of both forts and the city of New Orleans. The following year, 1863, when General Ulysses S. Grant was advancing toward Vicksburg, Missouri, the Vice Admiral greatly aided him by passing the heavy defensive works at Port Hudson below the Red River and stopping Confederate traffic below that tributary. Vicksburg fell in July, and the entire Mississippi River was soon in Federal control. Vicksburg is considered by many historians to be a key factor in the North's victory. Our young Vice Admiral whose Scotch-Irish middle name was Glasgow, next turned his attention to Mobile Bay, Alabama, which was defended by several forts, the largest of which was Fort Morgan. A line of mines, which were then called torpedoes, placed on one side of the bay's channel, forced any attacking ships to pass close by Fort Morgan's guns on the other side of the channel, making approach by ship to Mobile nearly impossible. To add to that, the Confederate ironclad Tennessee was also stationed in the bay. On August 5, 1864, 
our hero's force entered the bay in two columns with armored monitors leading and a fleet of wooden frigates following. When the lead monitor Tecumseh was demolished by a mine, the leading wooden ship Brooklyn stopped in alarm, and the whole line of ships drifted in confusion under the very guns of Fort Morgan. As disaster seemed imminent, our Vice Admiral shouted his famous words, "'Damn the torpedoes! Full speed ahead!' to the hesitating Brooklyn. He swung his own ship, the Hartford, clear, and headed across the mines, which failed to explode. The rest of the fleet followed in that same path and anchored above the forts. Then the Tennessee emerged from the shelter of the fort and, after a hard fight during which it was repeatedly rammed, surrendered. The forts were now isolated and surrendered one by one, with Fort Morgan the last to do so. This battle was the capstone of our hero's illustrious career, but poor health finally brought an end to his 60 years of naval service. He was made a full admiral in 1866. He went the next year to Europe and paid ceremonial visits to the seaports of the great powers. We'll return with the wrap-up right after this message from our sponsors. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. And now we return to our show. Without a doubt, Admiral David Glasgow Farragut served his country proudly and became a true American hero, remembered most for his words of courage and true leadership spoken in the heat of battle and then repeated countless times by folks who face a crisis. Those words, damn the torpedoes, full speed ahead. Thanks for joining us at the 1001 History Challenge. Are you up for the challenge? The 1001 History Challenge is a proud part of the 1001 Stories Podcast Network. Just search 1001 wherever great podcasts are found, and you're in for a ton of great stories. New shows at all five of our 1001 podcasts launch every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This is your host, John Hagedorn. We'll see you then. And if you enjoyed this episode, please do send us a review. Thank you.